by your generosity, your, your hospitality and everything. And so God bless you and thank you again and again and again. So here's what we're going to do to start. I want you to turn to someone and say, you look good with what you got to work with. <laughs> Ted, you look good with what you got to work with tonight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, we want to, um, I feel like, and, and I kind of feel like the, the, the atmosphere and the spirit is right for this tonight. I want to do a little bit of practicality of how to keep breathing. I know that should sound, that sounds like something that would be just, well, you just automatically breathe brother you know that's not rocket science but how many of you realize that you can stop breathing spiritually without continuing right let me say it that way so here's what i want to do my my ear just shrunk or grew something i don't know it was the holy spirit but here's what i want you to whatever you have if you have your bible if you have it on an app, if you have it on a, uh, your device, or if you've got, a, if you've got a, uh, the Word of God, whatever, I want you to get your Bible in your hand. Pull the Bible up. You say, what scripture, Pastor? Well, <laughs> I'm not going for a specific scripture right this second, but I'm just saying pull your Bible up. Here's what I want you to do, because I've got the Bible on my iPad. <clears throat> I want you to bring it close to you. Bring it close to you. And I want you to breathe in. Okay, now hold that for a second. I won't do it long. But when you blow out, I want you to realize that you're taking the breath of God that breathed this word into existence and you're putting it out through you. So go ahead. Come on, do it again. Breathe in the word of God. Now breathe it out. Breathe it one more time. And breathe it out. You say, Pastor, what does that have to do with anything? What I'm trying to tell you is that the Bible says in Timothy that God breathed the word. So when he breathed it, that means his essence is in it. That means his character, the way he does things, the, 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 the thoughts that he has towards us, towards you. All of that is in his word. And when you breathe that in, come on. Do you understand why it is important to sit under men and women of God to hear the word expounded? Yes, sir. Why? Because you're breathing. You're breathing in life. Amen. And then what has to happen is there has to be that release. Now you release it into your life and you release it onto someone else. So tonight I want to get into some practicum or some practicalities of keeping, or, or how to keep breathing, how to keep breathing. And I want to take us first off to Lamentations, the third chapter, famous, famous passage in the Bible. You'll know it when you, when you hear it and you see it, but I want to read Lamentations 3, verse 22 through 25, and it's right up here. If you don't have your Bible with you, you can just look up here. It says, it is of the Lord's mercies. Now stop, because of why. Maybe I should tell you that that name right there, Lord, is Yahweh. It is Jehovah. It is Jesus. So it is of Yahweh's mercies that we are not consumed. 
Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Then he goes on, he says, The Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, Jesus, is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. That's what you're doing this week. You are entertaining his presence. You are waiting on him, letting him marinate in your spirit, in your heart, in your soul. You're breathing in, and this is what the Lord says. He says, I'm going to be good. You know what that, that word good there means? It means blessed beyond measure. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Listen, I, I, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life I had to take a minute, a minute I was about to say an hour or so, maybe, maybe it took a more a little bit than that, but I had to remind myself I'm blessed. I've lived in life sometimes and, and, and you know, everything told me I was not. My bills told me I was not. My, my issue said I was not. My, my circumstance said I was not. Sometimes the church I was at said I was not. But I'm blessed. In fact, turn to somebody real quick and just tell them, say, you looking at blessed. You looking at blessed. So we're, we're, we're waiting on him. We're, we're breathing him in and letting his breath be good to us. Be good to us. And I, I you know, I was, I was, this afternoon I was, I was just going through this again in a little bit. And, and uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said I, to declare something over you. And so I'm going to declare by God's grace, with God's grace, and because of God's grace, you are going to overcome. In fact, I want to say it this way. You're going to breathe life into your life, into the lives of others, into every situation the enemy has tried to smother in Jesus' name. I'm speaking that over myself because I know over the last few years with the pandemic and everything that has come since then, that there has been a smothering spirit that has come upon this nation and it's come upon the church. And so I'm saying in the name of Jesus, even, even out there in Indiana to BWC, breathe, O breath of God, breathe upon us from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Let the four winds come, let it collide in the house and the sanctuary, and let it enliven. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm saying that over you. I'm saying that over us. So you just received that tonight. But I want to speak tonight for just a few minutes. And, and again, this is where I feel like I, 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 I wrestled with this because I thought, God, you know, this is revival. You, you, when you go to revival, you want to hear a preacher, ha, you know, get up and say, ha, in the name of Jesus, ha, you know. And I might sound like I need to ha a little bit, but, you know, that's not. But I really feel the teacher coming in tonight. And, and so I, I want to talk to you tonight about how to keep breathing when life gets tough. 
How do you keep breathing when life gets tough? Because, um, you know, there's a, there's a shoe company that says, just do it. Well, we've got to just keep breathing. So how do you do that when life gets tough? And I'm going to tell you, it's by remembering. The first thing, it's by remembering, but God. You say, what in the world? You messed up your notes there, Pastor. I'm sorry. No. In fact, say this with me. But God. But God. Come on, say it again. But God. But God. Turn to somebody and poke them so they'll wake up and say, but God. But God. I read several quotes on, on just that little, that little statement, but God. And there was one that stood out to me, and I, I liked it. And I'm, it says this, life is hard, but God is good. Try not to confuse the two. Did you, you want me to say that again? Life is hard, but God is good. Try not to confuse the two. Life is the hard one. God is the good one. And that gets a big amen from me because sometimes the lines between my faith and my fear can get a little blurry. I'm just being transparent. If you, if you can't handle transparency tonight, you, you're going to hurt. All right? Because... In this present society and culture, let's admit that if nothing else, these are confusing times. And I know this is politically incorrect too, but you know, I'm, I'm leaving in the morning, so. <clears throat> Knowing what pronoun to call someone gets confusing to me. I work in a, I work in a field where we, we, we're told we have to address people by their pronoun. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I still ain't got that one down. In fact, the write-ups on me are several and, uh, several and plentiful. I'm blessed. <laughs> Walks like a duck. Never mind. I'm just going on. But listen, I'm not here to debate how bad the times are. That's, that's, not, my, that's not my thing tonight. I don't want to look at how bad your struggle may be. I want us to shift our focus away from what's happened. Are you hearing me? Yes. I want to shift your focus a little bit tonight away from what's happened in the past. Everything that even may be happening around you right now. And I want you to breathe and remember, but God. Say it with me. But God. But God. You know, there's a, there's a famous but God. And I didn't give this one to them. Not, if they get it or not, it doesn't matter. There's a famous but God scripture in Ephesians. The second chapter says, but God this is in the second chapter, the fourth and fifth verse. I'm reading out God's word translation. But God is rich in mercy because of his great love for us. We were dead because of our failures. Do I have anybody that could testify? Come on. We were dead because of our failures, but he made us alive together with Christ. It is God's kindness that saved you. Can I, can I just say it this way? But God. Life happens. But God. Troubles come. But God. Come on, you're about to help me now. Situations arise. But God. Life can, can throw you all kinds of curveballs. And that's the response we need to start having to every trial. But God is rich in mercy to every storm. 
But God is rich in mercy to the confusion that the enemy sends. Come on. But God is rich in mercy to every setback. Come on. And that's a change of focus. I know I said I was going to teach, and that was just louder teaching. What that is, is that's a change of focus and perspective. And that new perspective, if we can get that, if we can keep breathing and get that new perspective, it can change confusion confusion into clarity. Now you say, Pastor, are you saying everything if I just start running around my house saying, but God, everything's going to... No, I'm not saying that it's going to be a clarity on what's happening to you. Because I've been at times where life was just nasty, but I knew who God was. Anybody? Come on. So I'm not saying this is a, this is a, this is a clarity on, what, on, on what's happening to you or, or whatever, but it's a clarity of who you are and whose you are. It's a clarity on whose breath you have within you. And beloved, that's what keeps us breathing in these days. But God. In fact, you say, well, pastor, you know, sometimes I think, or I'm not even going to say that. There are people that a lot of times they, they think when we come into faith statements or we come into, you know, you were born to win. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. That's, that's a cliche. It's a... It's a nicety, it's a cute saying, and all the same. Let me say it this way. We do not deny we have problems. If you deny you have problems, you're just circling the drain. We don't deny we have problems. No, no, no. But when we start saying things like, but God, it is a statement of our faith that says, I got a mess but he can make a message. I've got a storm, but he can make a story. I've got a hurt, but he can make a healing. I've got questions, but he is the answer. But God is rich in mercy. Now I want to take you, and and again, I, I just feel like I need to teach this a little bit tonight. Let me take it to one more scripture, and I, and I promise I will not be forever on this. But I want to take you to a scripture in the book of Psalms, the 73rd chapter, the 26th verse. And what we're going to do is I want to show you three things we need to do to keep breathing. But God. That means whatever happens in your life, there is a but God. Right. Well, your, your house is going to be uh, condemned. But God, your, your car is, is, is not good anymore. The transmission's gone, but God, your child is sick. Come on. Your relationship seems to be, you know, really on shaky ground. Your children aren't, aren't doing anything that you would like to see them do. I could, I, we could go on with this for a long time. Do you understand this? But God. Here's what I want you to see in this scripture, Psalms 73, verse 26. My flesh and my heart faileth. <laughs> but God. Is 
The strength, now I can't go on yet. Wait a minute. My flesh and my heart faileth. I'm just going. I'm just going to get comfortable. My flesh and my heart faileth. Come on, say it with me. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. But God. Let me show you very quickly. I want to show you three quick points from this verse. And the first one is this. You ready for this? You and I have got to realize our limitations. You say, no, no, wait, wait, that, I understand, I know, I know that sounds a little off from what we usually teach and preach, right? We talk about the limitlessness that God has given us and the, the bountiful grace and mercy and blessing and all that, but, but I want you to see something because it says, my flesh and my heart faileth. So what it's saying there is that we are inadequate in ourselves, are you listening? Yes. And that's the first part of the verse. And that's not a reflection on our potential. It's just an assessment of our natural abilities when it comes to the things of the Spirit. My heart and my flesh. My flesh and my heart faileth. In the Hebrew, when those two words are put together in a phrase, what it's saying is my thinking and my doing has fainted. My thinking and my doing has fainted. It's as if, it's as if the, uh, the psalmist was saying, I can't seem to pull this all together anymore. I know I ain't got nobody's ever said that. He's saying, I'm struggling to make sense of what's happening right now. I, listen, I just, I'm just going to cut to the chase and tell you, I think that's, that could be said by every one of us. My flesh and my heart fail. In fact, let's, let's just say it. Let's just, let's just admit it. We're in Bible school right now. Say this with me. I have, I have heart, heart and flesh, flesh. failures. Well, Pastor, I don't think, I, I don't think, no, maybe it was a spiritual failure. Anybody ever having a spiritual failure? It's just Pastor. Okay, okay, I understand. Y'all holy. Y'all, y'all, you should be up here then. I've had spiritual failures. Where, where God told me to do something, and I said, I ain't doing that. Uh-uh. That'll make me look stupid. And I can do that without your help, Father. I don't need that. Maybe it wasn't a spiritual, maybe it was an emotional failure. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. Nope. Maybe, I'm going to close my eyes on this one, maybe a relational failure. Physical failures. We all got some, amen? And I think that's what Apostle Paul was probably trying to get to in Romans 7, in the 15th verse, this is in the easy read version, he said, Paul said, I don't understand why I act the way I do. I don't do the good I want to do, and I do the evil I hate. Anybody ever been there? I've been right there with Apostle Paul. I'm saying, bro, you and me, we tight. We tight, Paul. 
Because I've said, I'm not doing that again. I've said, you know, no, 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 I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to let insecurities win. I'm not going to let fear take hold of me. I'm going to rise up. And then I quit breathing. Beloved, the truth is, in ourselves, we can't. We're going to struggle. And please don't think I'm trying to excuse failure because that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say. Watch, let, me, let me go on in that same passage in Romans, the seventh chapter, in verse 18 and 19. He said, this is God's word translation. It says, I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, nothing good in my corrupt nature, which is my old human nature, my old selfish nature, and my old unsaved flesh. He says, although I have the desire to do what is right, I don't do it. I don't do the, God, I don't do the good I want to do. Instead, I do the evil that I don't want to do. So here is the first foundation for the fresh breath and keeping it. My flesh and my heart faileth. You say, what in heaven's name? This sounds so negative. I just don't think I like it. No, what it is, is it's a recognition that we need to get past the notion that we can fix this thing ourselves. You're not going to fix in the spiritual what you need fixed in the physical, all those things. You're not going to be able to do it yourself. You need the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're not going to. See, if you and I can get to the place to where we understand, my flesh and my heart faileth. Then it's a recognition, it's an acknowledgement that in myself, I cannot do this by myself. I need the breath of mighty God to blow on me and give me life. Amen. Now, I, I, I admit, my wife will admit it for me. I am a, well, semi-partial sort of no, I'm, I'm in the house of God. I'm not going to lie. I'm a control freak. Any other control freaks? You, you better, you quit lying in the house of God, all of you. We all a little bit of a control freak, aren't we? And what happens is the minute something happens in my life, I want to jump up and start doing something about it. I want to fix it. I want to get my hands on it. I want to get my brain wrapped around it. I want to I get it. And when I fail... It wears me out, and I take a back step from my oxygen. I can't breathe. The thing of it is, I'm failing now because I can't breathe. Now, understand, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely believe we should try to fix everything we can fix ourselves. We need to better ourselves. We need to change and work on those things. But we have to acknowledge we have flesh limitations. All right? And that acknowledgement is actually the second part of the foundation to walk in fresh breath. You ready? Number one is we have limitations. Number two is we need help. We need his help. You say, well, Pastor, this, this, is, this, is awfully, this is awfully simple. That's what practical means. Let's get it into, let's get it into Monday living. 
let's, let's get it into Tuesday and Wednesday living, not just on Sundays or you know, during revival. Let's get it into where I take it to work. I take it to school. I take it to the job. I take it to my family. I take it to the family reunion. Come on, with the in-laws and the outlaws. It just don't matter. I take this with me. Every one of us needs help. We, we may try to mask it with, don't offend me. We may mask it with more makeup. We may try to give it more energy, more money, or whatever seems to float your proverbial boat. But we all need. In fact, let me show you this in Matthew, the 19th chapter, the 26th verse. The contemporary English version says this. There are some things that people cannot do. But wait, 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 wait. That's not all the scripture. But God can do anything. But God. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. There's some issues we can't fight on our own. There's some battles we can't overcome on our own. Why do you think that he created, God created the family of God? Because there was going to be a time I'm going to need a Tyler to step up next to me. There's going to be a time that I'm going to need a Ted to come alongside me or, or, or maybe you're going to need someone, whoever. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on just those two, but I'm saying we can't fight every battle on our own. And the problem is we've got to understand we need the grace and the mercy of God. We need the breath of God and we need to acknowledge I can't do this on myself, but God. Go ahead, man. You say, Pastor, where, where's this going? It's a changing of our focus. It's a changing of our perspective. Yes, well, Pastor Harris, we already know all this. You know, well, do you remember that God has already made provisions for that help? Oh, yeah. You say, well, how can you say that, Pastor? Well, let me take you to Romans 8, 26. It says, the Spirit helps us. We are very weak. But the Spirit helps us with our weakness. We don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself speaks to God for us. He begs God for us, speaking to him with feelings too deep for words. Makes intercession for us. This is why the Holy Ghost was sent. This is why we need the Holy Ghost. We need him. Come on, he's the one that picks us up and dusts us off after we get in a mess. Come on. He's the one that comforts us when the hurt's deeper than the words can reveal. He's the one that can direct us with wisdom when we really don't know how or where to go. And I, I kind of feel like I need to say this to someone. Don't. Listen, running to Jesus, running to the Holy Spirit is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. Boy, I know this is a little different, Pastor. And I, no, no. You can, you can. This is not. You, you come, you come after me, and you, you get them ready. But, <laughs> but the thing of it is, you know, we got this idea in our mentality that, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. Come on. Or, or I'm a man. I don't, you know, I, I don't need anybody, bro. Some of you guys can't even pick out your right shoes. Some of you girls stay up all night watching tutorials on how to do the makeup better. Don't make me get down and get nasty. Now, come on. 
What I'm trying to say is this. Running to Jesus, running to God, understanding you have limitations, that you have those things that you cannot do. That is not a lack of strength. That is a that's a sign of wisdom and strength that I realize where my strength comes from. I can't stop there, though, because I just gave you two legs, and there's no chair can sit without at least three. So let me give you a third one, and that's this. Maybe two of the sweetest words, and could, could you go back to Psalm 73, 26 again? Maybe two of the sweetest words in the whole Bible. I don't know. Maybe you, you, you might be able to find different ones that you say, but in, in Psalm 73, 26, my flesh and my heart faileth. I have limitations. And, and tomorrow, you could be hit with something that tries to smother you. True. Well, that's, that's a great... Uh, great encouragement pastor no I'm, I'm just being honest how many of you know the devil comes to steal kill and destroy so you could be my flesh and my heart faileth and if you trust in, in your flesh and your heart what, what are you going to get failure that wasn't a trick question I'm, I'm promising so my flesh and my heart faileth but then two of the sweetest words in the, maybe in the whole Bible to me, and that is, but God. But God. This is the third part of the foundation. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. This is why you entertain his presence. Because your flesh and your heart fails but God. In fact, I don't ever want you to stop on the sentence, my flesh and heart faileth. I think they're actually, they, they, may, they maybe made a mistake by putting the colon right there. It should have just said, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God. But God. You see, I, I love that part of the scripture because it says he is the strength of my failing heart. He becomes the strength of my failing flesh. He becomes the breath inside me that reinflates me every day. You say, Pastor, why, why, what do you mean every day? Listen, I believe you ought to be filled fresh with the Holy Ghost every day. If you filled 30 years ago, wonderful. But how many of you know you leaky too? We, we're leaky. We leak out. Sometimes life has a tendency to squeeze and, and, and we express. So what I'm trying to tell you is when we get this understanding that but God is the strength, I can't rely on my flesh, I can't rely on my heart because my flesh will fail me, my heart will fail me, but God, He is the strength. Of my life and my portion forever. And you know, I like, to, I, I don't want to go too long here, but let me, let me just mention that word portion because the word portion there means an allotment. It means an allotment. So with, with Yahweh, with Jehovah, with Jesus, with the Holy Ghost, we have everything we need 
to breathe and make it. I'm, try, I'm trying to tell someone, I, I don't know if I'm just talking to one person or not, but every bit of wisdom you need, every bit of grace you need, every bit of kindness, every bit of courage, every bit of stamina, every bit of forgiveness, every bit of everything you need, Amen. he has already provided now. Amen. And he set aside, <laughs> I like this, he has set aside a portion specifically for Ken Harris. He said, it's never going to run out because nobody else is going to come along and take yours. He said, when, when you come and you acknowledge that you need me, he said, I'm going to open the door to your blessing. I'm not, I, oh, help me, Jesus. I don't have to wait to get into revival service to open the door to my portion. I don't have to wait for somebody to get me up and get me excited and get this. I can walk in to my portion. I have an allotment. Every bit of wisdom I need already been appropriated. Let me say it this way. How many of you knew in 2018 what you would need and have to go through in the next four or five years. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I didn't. I mean, 2019 hit us like a freight train. We were, we were going into revival. I was all excited. They came out and said, can't have services. And I'm telling you, the people in Richmond, Indiana, locked tighter than a submarine at 75,000 feet below surface. It was just done. We had one, we did one, I think we did the, the Monday night. And I think it was me and Ziggy and, and maybe Jan and, and, and Angela. I looked at Jan and said, I'll go play the piano. You run around the church and shout hallelujah to Angela. Pray and shout, Ziggy. I guess that's it. I mean, so you're telling me that you don't have already all wisdom. Can I tell you, but God? Yes, sir. Do you, do you understand this? Well, you know, I'm not really sure about things, Pastor. I just, I feel like I'm not the righteousness of God. But God. I kind of feel, Pastor, like I need a cleansing and forgiveness. I kind of feel, Pastor, like my faith is just wavering. I feel like I'm, I'm fearful. I'm, I'm moving into fear. Are you hearing this tonight? When we're weak, he's our strength. When we're troubled and anxious, he is all that we need. But God is the strength of my life and my portion forever. Good Lord. Good Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach. That was loud teaching. Exuberant teaching. Come on, say it with me one more time. But God. So let me, let me ask you, tomorrow, I'm just being practical tonight. When they cut you off on 
44. State Route 44 or yeah. Interstate 44? Okay. They cut you off and tell you you're number one. We know what Pastor Andy does, right? She, she says, you are number one, too. Let me ask you this. This is way different. This is way different. But let me see. Let me, let me see. When they cut you off, and the old starts rising up. My flesh and my heart. Come on, I'm being practical right now. I'm just being practical. When my flesh, I, you know, they cut me off, and I've had a few of them say, You're number one to me, Pastor. I have kids all the time that I counsel with, and they'll get mad at me and they'll flip me off, and I say, I thank you. I said, what? I said, because you think I'm your number one staff. And I go, you weird. But God. But God. What about when the enemy comes along, say a couple of nights from now, and tries to wake you up out of sleep and start stirring into your mind those thoughts, that long talon, and he begins to stir those thoughts about how you're not going to make it, how this is going to happen, how you're a failure, how you're never going to overcome this. How are you going to do? You're going to have to come and say, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my life. My portion, my portion forever. Say it with me, but God. but God. Turn to somebody and say, but God. But God. But God. <laughs> so this is what I'm trying to get to you. There is breath, but we're going to have to move to it. That means a change of focus, a change of perspective that says, Holy Ghost. I know I've got failures, and when I try to rely on myself, I wear myself out. Amen. You know, there, there is not one person I have ever pastored, pastor, that could condemn me any better than myself. That's true. I can shame myself, condemn myself, I can let insecurities rise up. I can, you know, there's times I've gone home on Sunday morning. Sometimes I don't like, my wife thinks I'm just tired and I need a nap on Sunday. Sometimes I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to forget because someone caught me after service. Right, right. And I feel like there's a chunk missing here and I think, well, maybe if I go home, it'll heal up real fast. When you didn't do, okay, I didn't promote your thing. I go on. But I can do that to myself. 
That's when I have to remember. I can't run from him. I got to run to him. And then take, take that word. And remember, it's only him that can fill my spiritual lungs. Everything I've tried before hadn't done it, Ted. Nothing has lasted but Yahweh. But Jehovah. But Jesus. Here's what I've got to tell you, and I'm going to close. It's only... It is... I have preached... 35, 40 minutes now. You say, well, you get paid for just that? No, I get paid for all of the study I did so I could condense it into that. I actually had someone ask me that one day. They said, you know, you only preach, 40, you only preach 35 minutes today. I said, and we pay you a salary. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I gave you that one for free. I said, you paid me for the other six days that I spent going through the word, looking up things, learning the meaning of this, and going beyond that, and, and trying to do this. I said, that's what you paid me for. This is just my expression of how God filled me up with it. I don't know why I got off on that. Must have been some... some Unknown bitterness. I need to get over in my portion again. But God. But God. But God. I love y'all. I love y'all. You are the easiest people to preach to. I am telling you. I'm telling you. A man that couldn't preach his way out of a wet paper bag could come here and preach. I'm telling you. He'd come in here and you'd think he'd, he'd think he was T.L. Osborne. Heal them all, raise them up, send them out. Here's what I came to tell you tonight. We breathe in Yahweh. We expel Yahweh. His essence in, his essence out. That's why we entertain the presence. Because the closer you are... See, I'm going to try to stop. But the closer you are to something, the more compounded... It is. Some of you surviving on fumes. That wasn't nice. Sorry. The closer you are to the breath, the, the, the mouth. Go ahead now. You know, I've, I've, you know I, could, I could go a whole different direction with this, but you know, have you ever been talking to someone and, hey, it's fine, it's wonderful, it's great, and then they get up close, you're going, oh, hallelujah, let me back up. Because the closer you get, the stronger it is. Can I, can I just tell you this? The closer we get to the Father, entertaining His presence, the closer you get in entertaining His presence, the greater the strength of his breath that it becomes. Do you know it takes breath to breathe? It takes breath to live. It takes breath to 
grow and do. You knock the air out of someone and they're not going to fight for very long. This is why we do it. How do you keep breathing? Remember, my flesh and my heart fails. Is the strength of my life. And he is my portion. So when you're about ready to go under and you feel suffocating, why don't you run back over and get some of your portion? Stand with me in this house. Gabby, do you know that song, Blow Mighty Breath of God? You do? Would you mind playing? I didn't, I didn't. I'm glad you know it. Now, will you play it? Okay. Nikita, do you know it? Yeah. Do you have it? You have that, the, the words? Here's what I want to do. I'm, I'm going to step out of the way. And you know, this is probably the only place that I could do this. I have such confidence in this man, your pastor, that I can preach, let him do the altars. I got no problem with him. I know he's not going to jack anybody up. But here's what I want to do. I want to bless you. And then I'll just, I want you to sing it maybe one time or however many you want, Pastor. I'm going to give it to you at that point. But I want to do it the way the Jewish rabbis do. And it's not, this doesn't mean it's spiritual. But the way they did this was that is a picture of how Israel is laid out. So the Jewish rabbis would lift their hands and they would pronounce over the people at every Sabbath. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hands and just to receive it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name.
hands on you, make a pull on the anointing. Make a pull on the anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank God. Touch Hilda, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Glory. Paradrus premendere maradrus. Parandrunene maradrio soporodrus. Shanana morabosa kechetriatre. Praise God. 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 Yelebrasia. Tono moroso porodrute. We receive today, Lord. We receive today. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Tell Fere Driete de Behedriete. 
Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In power and grace. <laughs> Listen, Pastor Harris, we've learned around here that you can't, you can't, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of folks that get uncomfortable when they have to teach or when, you know, they have to kind of bring it down. But we've learned there's times that we don't need to be brought on our, on, there are times that we don't need to be brought to our feet. There are times that we need, you know, we need instruction. We need correction. We need something like that, you know, to help us uh, in the direction that the Lord is leading us. And we know the Spirit of God moves just as greatly in these times that He does in those times when we get to run and shout and do all that other stuff. But I am, listen, I am so grateful for Pastor Harris and him coming and bringing the Word to us this week. So, so glad that he was able to come. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, listen, I want to I want to pray. I just want to say a mass prayer over all of us. And not just for those that are here, but those, some there's some people, uh, they weren't able to be here tonight or they weren't able to make it. Some people weren't able to, you know, like uh, Brother Seth, I think he had to go to work. Uh, he, he works all night long and then he comes to these uh, services. But, um, but let's pray for those. I've, I've been hearing reports from different ones. Of course, Jack, we don't have, we're, not, we're not praying for Jack's. Listen, don't pray for Jack's healing no more. We need to thank God for Jack's healing. Amen. It's, it's already settled. It's already done. But those that have been battling with sickness, those that have been battling with infirmity, um, let's trust the Lord right now for health and healing and wholeness to be manifested in their bodies. If, if today, if you're here and you feel yourself uh, getting into that battle with sickness and disease, uh, we're coming against it today in the name of Jesus. And uh, so I, I, I want to pray for that. And then the second thing we're going to pray for is that God will give you extraordinary favor to not just invite people, but to bring people to these revival services. And that some of the people that some of y'all have been praying for for a long time to get their breakthrough, that this will be their season of breakthrough. This will be their moment of breakthrough. Listen, though, the people that you know that you've been praying for, that you've been believing God for, get on the phone, get in your car, go and bring them. I'm believing that God's going to bring freedom and liberty to their lives in this season of revival. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word that we've received tonight. You know, sickness and disease, infirmity will try to come. But God, hallelujah. Lord, you have made a way already. You're not going to make a way. The way has already been made. Jesus took it so we wouldn't have to take it. Jesus bore it so we wouldn't have to bear it. So I come against infirmity. I come against sickness. I come against disease. I come against every bondage from hell that would try to attach itself to the people of God, to the people that are in this house today. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. 
I command you to take your hands off of God's people right now. You have no right. You have no authority here. Oh, yes, you have no authority here. You have no authority here. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We declare you powerless in the bodies of these people in Jesus' name. And right now we speak health, healing, and wholeness to those that are in this house. We speak deliverance and freedom to those that are encountering bondage. We, we, we loose you in the name of Jesus. Father, those that are home, those that haven't been able to come, those that have been struggling to get out of bed, those that have been struggling to get to work, those that have been struggling to get to church, God, I come against that sickness and I say, Lord, enough is enough in the name of Jesus. God, we're not, we're not declaring this and saying that because we've had enough of it, it's going to happen. Lord, it's going to happen because your word, your word has provided and given provision for healing and health and wholeness. So we receive it today in the name of Jesus, every one of us. And Lord, we pray for those. We pray for those, God, that are in need of a breakthrough. Those that we've been praying for. Those that we know have a need. Lord, give us extraordinary favor with men with uh, people that we uh, uh, are acquainted with, with people, Lord, that we know, with people that are friends, people that are family. And God, as we invite them and as we bring them, Lord, we're believing that this is their time, that this is their season for a breakthrough. So, Lord, we thank you today. Thank you once again for all that you've said and done. We love you, Lord, with all of our hearts. We're so grateful for your goodness, God. In the name of Jesus. So as we go out of this place, Lord, we're praying that you'll go with us, that your spirit will rest mightily upon us. That your spirit would rest. Now, I was thinking we was getting out of here real quick. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I hear the Spirit of God saying this. The Lord's the Lord says you're to pay attention. You're to pay attention because when his when his hand rests upon you, the Lord says, I'm putting I'm not putting my hand upon you, the Lord says, to just simply bless you, but the Lord says to mobilize you, to anoint you, the Lord says, to send you forth. The Lord, the Lord tell me this. He says, the enemy has sought in fact this the, 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 <laughs> it's blessed this blessed me amen <laughs> because he says that this last wave of attacks from the enemy has been his last ditch effort to try to stop what God began in you but I hear this I hear this word Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I hear this word for y'all. He says this. He says, but didn't I tell you that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it? The Lord says, this is, the Lord says, this is not the season of beginnings. The Lord says, this is. God just gave me a word for this. You know what? I never used to believe God spoke to people and gave them words for the year. I never did till I started pastoring this church and the Lord said, this is your word for this year. God just gave me, I didn't, I didn't get a word until now for this year. You know what God says our word is for this year? Completion. 
not starting, we're finishing. Glory to God. And that's why the enemy has fought so hard. I declare in the name of Jesus, some of you thought it was over. Some of you thought it was, you, you thought, I, I can't even start, Pastor. No, listen, you already started. God is about to complete some things. And he's about to mobilize you toward your destiny in a greater pace than you've ever gone before. So, Lord, we receive it today. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. He won't fail. Amen. He won't fail. Praise God. All right. Listen. Uh, once again, Lord, we love you. Um, don't, don't leave his presence. But stay in his presence. Press in this week. If you can't be with us in the morning, at least be praying while we're here. Uh, we're going to be here at 10. If you can just swing in for a little while, I'll tell you it'll be worth it for you to just come for a little while. And I know uh, some of you have a long ways to come if you do come to the service tomorrow. Uh, but uh, I, I, I promise you it, it'll be, it will be time well spent. It, it will not be a waste of your time. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Tom Scarella uh, will be with us come expecting. Amen. So, listen, go in his presence before you leave love someone because you do. I will see you back here bright-eyed and bushy-tailed tomorrow at 10 a.m. Amen.